to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to Friday. There is a lot going on. We want to start with the SCOTUS decision, and Senator Mike Lee joins us in 60 seconds. All right, the supply chain issues that we are facing, uh, the incredibly high inflation, everybody is thinking about this. I'm going to give you a story today. Uh, They are closing the factories uh, in China. We are headed for what experts are now calling the mother of all shutdowns and supply chain problems. Uh, We'll give you this, but if I want you to think this through, if you have a car that is out of warranty, uh, if it's anything like my cars, my trucks that are you know out of warranty they're hanging on by a shoestring from time to time and when they go into the shop it could be enormous amounts of money um car shield has saved me literally thousands one one repair would have taken my truck out there's no way i would have fixed it um because it was like six thousand dollars and i'm like are you kidding me well you should have called me before you did the repair and they're like no no no. car shield took care of all of it It was covered i'm like oh my gosh thank you if you have a car that goes down now just think of what it's going to take for you to have a rental car because the part may not be here you can't go buy a new car. I saw Stu had a, a special on uh, this week on uh, Stu Does America. He did it on, on car sales. I mean, it, it's, it's off the charts. I mean, you just can't get a new car. And if you want a used car, it's going to go through for a, a pounding. Get the insurance right now. Get your car covered with Car Shield, the best defense against costly repairs. It could have put a deep freeze on your plans and finances. It's carshield.com slash back. That's carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. All right, Mr. Mike Lee, otherwise known as the great Senator Mike Lee. Uh, is here to talk to us a little bit about uh, SCOTUS and some of the other things that are going on in Washington this week. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good to be with you as always, Glenn. Pray Thank for you. Your recovery. Uh, well, I'm in an iron lung now, Mike. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but uh, I've, I've been trying to hide it. Uh, but now I think, you know, now that I've taken the soundproofing out, you can hear the echo of the iron lung that I'm in uh, today. <laughs> Uh, it's ridiculous how, I mean, I, I did the show the entire time I have COVID. I have a cough. It is into my lungs, but it's not a, a bad problem. And I was, I've been trending for two days with people wishing me, you know, death. It's crazy. Um, but Mike, let, let's, let's go to SCOTUS. I feel like, and this is why I wanted you on. I feel like we have another John Roberts half measure. I feel like we won with the uh, with the the battle in our businesses, but we lost with the Department of Health. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What the Supreme Court did was to say that the OSHA mandate that dealing with every employer, the part of the mandate that said 84 million Americans, including, by the way, 500,000 Utahns, are at risk of losing their jobs if they don't bow to presidential medical orthodoxy. Fortunately for all of us, the Supreme Court had the courage to stand up and say, no, no, they can't do that. This is not a dictatorship. And this is wait, 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 they, given them. they they didn't really they only said OSHA can't do that because it's out of bounds. They didn't say the federal government, did they? Right, right. So this is the part dealing with the 84 million Americans covered by the OSHA mandate. 
that dealing with the part that says we will find any employer with more than 99 workers if they don't fire every worker who refuses to get vaccinated. With respect to the so-called CMS mandate, that's dealing with Medicare and Medicaid programs and uh, health care systems that interact with them, that receive money from them. The Supreme Court punted. The Supreme Court said, we're going to let this litigation play out. We're not going to weigh in right now. We're going to, not going to stop this abruptly. And so this was, uh, look, as between the two, if we were going to have to win one and have the court punt on the other, I'd a whole lot rather win the one that we did win yesterday. I wish yes. we had won both. Now, Mike, the uh, what, what's concerning to me is the um, the White House just doesn't care. It's not even going through Congress anymore. It's almost as the Supreme Court is a legislative body at this point, because th- immediately they started revamping. They're they're working now on uh, uh, because of cinema and others not going to. Uh, not going to work on this filibuster thing. They're now doing executive orders. I mean, there's just no stopping these guys. And the Supreme Court is not the place for legislation. No, no, it's not. And look, this is part of a syndrome of self-importance that pervades Washington, D.C., especially within the executive branch, one in which uh, people are willing to say, you know, we can't really trust the peasantry. We can't really trust those who are elected by the people at the most regular intervals to pass legislation. We're going to have to have the experts do it. This is the, the Woodrow Wilson dream for America, is that you'd have only Tony Fauci's in charge of everything. Little Tony Fauci's in charge of every area of the American economy. Seasoned, wise experts, infallible in their approach. And uh, only rarely, of course, willing to call elected lawmakers morons. So, Mike, I, I had a sit down with uh, Donald Trump, and I don't know if you saw it. It was a couple of weeks ago. It was all about the future, not about the past. Uh, and I, I said to him, you know, things are so out of control that um, a serious pruning, and I, I would be for the shutdown of all these federal agencies, you know, to a skeletal sca- uh, staff. Um, and uh, and I said, it's, it's just completely out of control right now. It's almost like we need a system uh, reboot uh, and set it back to factory settings. That's going to be impossible to get this thing back under control unless we have a strong GOP that understands what we're fighting and what we're up against. And it's not Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. It's much bigger than that. Are you seeing are you seeing troops starting to rally in the GOP? Or are we playing the same game with the McConnells and stuff? No, without question, I'm seeing this troops starting to rally, and I'm seeing fantastic, exciting new candidates like Josh Mandel in Ohio coming up through the ranks. People who are willing, as you say, to come back and reimpose the factory settings. What are the factory settings in our system? Well, in our system, that's the Constitution, and it's a document that still works today. It's as relevant as it was back when it was written in 1787. But we have to start following it. And one of the things that it says, the very first operative provision of it is that Congress makes the laws. All legislative powers here and granted shall be vested in the Congress of the United States. We've drifted far from even that very first and critically important definition. There's a reason for that, because we entrust the lawmaking power, which is inherently the most dangerous power in government, only to people who are elected by the people at the most regular intervals. And if we ever cease to do that, as we have been lately, because we've been delegating it all to Tony Fauci's, we deviate from the factory settings. Let's restore the factory settings. 
So uh, Christian Cinema gave a great speech yesterday on the filibuster. Um, I don't think they even have 49 or 48 votes for this thing. Um, but uh, she came out quite eloquently. I, I'm I'm impressed by uh, some of her uh, stances on on reason. Yes, look, Kirsten Cinema is fantastic. She's a dear friend. Uh, she and I are both graduates of Brigham Young University, and uh, mm. while we don't agree on everything and we have different party affiliations, I have tremendous respect for Kirsten. In fact, I was just talking to her last night. Tell her, you know, she's a hero. Uh, she's willing to stand up for things, even when it's difficult. In fact, she seems to have uh, uh, her, her very best days, especially when it's difficult, and I admire that tremendously. Are you Are you sensing a change in the Democratic Party? I mean, the poll numbers are... I've never seen anything like this. Uh, and uh, are they still able to bully uh, their people into line as much as they were? That appears to be their M.O. And as far as I can tell, Glenn, they're doubling down on that. Like they're, they're saying, OK, this hasn't been working. So we got to give it even more cowbell. And um, I think that's going to end badly for them. So I was uh, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, COVID a lot. I have it. My family has it. Uh, everybody I know has it. I mean, the, the scientists that are down in the Antarctic, they have it as well. I mean, it, everyone's going to get this variety and it's good. I mean, the, the uh, it's got, it's causing us a lot of pain and it is causing death. But the death rate is down 91 percent. This becomes an endemic, which is really good. But speaking of doubling down. I'm seeing the president saying uh, he wants to push businesses to choose to do this anyway. Um, They are getting more and more draconian. There's calls today uh, for getting Joe Rogan off the air and Spotify to fire him uh, and censor him because of the covid uh, laws or the uh, the covid lies as they say that he is uh, spreading Um, they're talking now about much more draconian uh, kind of of rules and and laws you see this ending well here mike i mean this this it's we're at the tail end of covid and they seem to be going even crazier yeah you know well there's a reason why we have a first amendment there's a reason why we've decided that government ought not be able to punish people for contradicting government orthodoxy and the reason is There's really disproportionate bargaining power. The one thing that makes government government is its ability to use force with official sanction, with the seal, with the badge. And so it it really is dangerous. We should take these things very seriously. Whenever they come out and, and through government offices try to threaten, intimidate, belittle people through government office to the point that they can't express a differing opinion on a matter of public policy, that's really dangerous. And well, you have you have Joe Biden coming out. I think yesterday Joe Biden came out. Uh, it was yesterday, the day before, and said to social media, "You have got to shut these shows down." Uh, I mean, he is pressuring big businesses to become even more draconian uh, on the First Amendment. This is, I mean, right. this is really dangerous. It, it really is, and, and when you get to the point where. A government is as big and is as powerful as the federal government is, as the executive branch in particular is. You have to stop and wonder whether we've just allowed it to get too big. Because if there's that much subtlety and sophistry within that system, 
We've got to tear it down and get it back to the basics of what the federal government's supposed to be doing. National defense, trademarks, copyrights and patents, immigration, naturalization, regulating trade or commerce between the states and foreign nations and with the Indian tribes. There are a few other powers, but that's it in a nutshell. We're into everything right now. And because we're into everything, they can do anything they want. Um, Mike, the um, uh, the Ray Epps situation and uh, January 6th, I mean, I, I don't even understand it. Can you give me an update on on what's happening with the January 6th investigation? Yeah. Uh, so Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton and I, along with our uh, the rest of our colleagues on the Senate Judiciary Committee, questioned at length. These officials from the FBI and the Department of Justice the other day, we asked the most basic questions about who was arrested, why, when, what was being investigated, what the situation was with Ray Epps. Time after time after time, they told us, I'm sorry, I don't have that information. Uh, after a while, can you okay, hang on the, just a second. Can you put that into perspective, Mike? How often does something like that happen? How out of the norm was this line of questioning and their answers? Well, it's not at all uncommon to have an executive branch employee or or high-ranking official in front of a committee and to have us ask them a question and have them say, I don't know the answer. But what's different here is we were asking them questions about the very topic that they had agreed to come and testify about in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. That's what's so spooky about this. They, They came before us to talk about those very issues. And they appear not to know a thing about them. So they're either lying or they're being willfully ignorant of what happened. And I'm not sure which one is worse, but they're both awfully bad. So, Ray Epps, do we do do you do we have any real indication that he may be an FBI or is this just speculation? Because we don't know what's going on. When these officials were asked that question at this hearing earlier this week, They just refused to answer. They just said, can't talk about that. And so we're going to keep hounding them until we get answers. It appears to me, based on the way they answered, now look, if in fact he was unknown to the FBI prior to January 6th, if in fact he had no association with them, I can't imagine that these officials from FBI and DOJ wouldn't have said as much at the time, that they wouldn't have at least said, we're not sure who he is, or he's not connected with us. They did not say that. They instead just punted and said they couldn't answer it. And so they, that's a, a real problem, and we've got to get to the bottom of it. Because if that is true, if we had this person, if, if Rayefs were in fact someone acting for and on behalf of the federal government and agitating, as he obviously was in these video mm-hmm. clips, and encouraging people to engage in unlawful activity. One has to wonder how many other people like him were there. Correct. And at whose okay. direction were they operating? Uh, Mike, last uh, last question. I, I know you have to run, um, but uh, this week I released the book on the Great Reset. I have to send you a copy. We we cannot keep it in stock. Literally, we cannot keep it in stock. It's the best, fastest selling book I have uh, I've ever written, um, and we're just trying to get the we're trying to get the printers to keep up with the demand. So I'll send you a copy, or you can get it on Kindle. Um, but one of my researchers asked today, where do we stand on the $100,000 or the $10,000 snoop on bank accounts? Did that finally pass through? Is that still being debated? 
No, that has not passed through, and that's going to pass through over my dead body. Uh, uh, that cannot happen. We're not going to let that happen. And uh, if, if your listeners want to learn more about it, they can always go to leaforsenate.com, or they can learn about these and other topics we've discussed. Mike Lee, uh, the only man in America that I would uh, gladly endorse uh, if it wasn't a death knell to everybody's political political career uh, every time I've done it in the past. But uh, you are fantastic, and uh, I wish you the best. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks so much, Glenn. You bet. Mike Lee for Senate. Jody writes in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, let me tell you how much I love Relief Factor. Within a week of taking it, my pain and my stiffness from my arthritis and knee injury were gone. Not only do I feel better during the day, but I also sleep better at night. Thank you, thank you. Jody, thank you for trying Relief Factor. Thanks for just giving it the benefit of the doubt and risking the, you know, the 19 bucks. It has four key ingredients, and that's the difference. Uh, you know, you'll take ibuprofen, and it is attacking your inflammation one way. The doctors that put together Relief Factor said, well, there's four different avenues. Why don't we combine all four? That's why it works so well for so many people. Now, it doesn't work for everybody, but 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So try the three-week quick start, just like Jody did, just like I did, and get your life back. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Get out of pain. Get back into the fight. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program, and as I told you a few minutes ago, uh, the press is really uh, having a field day with me, uh, and I do have to come clean with you. I am in an iron lung now. Uh, I've been having, it went into my lungs. Uh, I think it's, I think it's turning into a little bit of lung leprosy at this point as well. I am uh, on my deathbed. Doctors say there's no chance of recovery and uh, I should have gotten the vaccine. So, if you boy, just, didn't I learn my lesson. If you just listened to Anthony Fauci, this would not have occurred, Glenn. I know, I know, I know. And if I could have just helped out Big Pharma, you know, and uh, looked the other way with uh, the government, uh, it yeah. would have been great. Actually, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I mentioned to Mark Levin on his show, and he was very concerned about the lung thing. Um, and it is in my lungs. I'm coughing, but it's, it's not a big deal. I'm fine. I have been working every day uh, and producing like never before. I mean, I'm... I think somebody somebody was over at my house last night and they came in and they were looking at the art projects I'm working on and they said, you're a machine. Is this, is COVID like doing the opposite for you? <laughs> and in some ways it is. Um, and, you know, the the people who are who are supposedly responsible human beings are just becoming vampires, blood sucking vampires. Uh, I've been trending now for a day uh, on, uh, you know, uh, COVID and being sick with COVID. I've never told anyone not to get the vaccine. I've told you, I even considered it when we had to go to uh, Afghanistan. 
the word was that we had to, you know, get a vaccine. My doctor told me not to get the vaccine uh, because I had already had COVID. And he said, let's watch and start to see when people start getting it again. Maybe your antibodies. I had an antibody test just a few weeks ago uh, before Christmas to see if I still had the antibodies. They were getting weaker, but I had it really bad the first time. I mean, I was not able. I, I wasn't full strength for three weeks. I haven't lost my strength this time. And, you know, I'm not I'm not saying, hey, people who have the four vaccines. I'm working with a guy today who has COVID and he had the vaccine. He had the booster. I'm not saying, hey, how's that working out for you? It's the way life is, man. It's a combination of things that are all working together. And COVID is getting easier to battle. Can we please get a grip? and not lose our humanity. <laughs> the Glenn Back Program. You find that funny, Stu? <laughs> the perfect exclamation point to that was you coughing. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, it's in his lungs. Right, right. I can it's see him lungs. keeling over media. Yeah, Celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, life lock. Look, uh, things are things are coming our way that uh, are just going to be difficult for all of us to handle. Um, And there are too many things, too many fires to put all of them out or to watch all of them. One of those things is cyber cyber criminals and cybersecurity. I mean, I don't know what to do. And and if LifeLock would just call me and they didn't have a plan because they've called me before. Hey, it looks like somebody's trying to get in. Did you open this account or did you do this? And I'm like, no. Then they take care of it and they help me, you know, clean it up and make sure it's there. I wouldn't know what to do. You know, somebody could take all of your information and be buying stuff and wrecking your life and you wouldn't know it. You need the experts. Somebody can really help you guard yourself. 25% off your first year. Use the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. 25% off right now. Lifelock.com. The number one book in the country right now is The Great Reset by Glenn Beck. Don't miss it. You can get it at glennsnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We welcome back into the fold uh, Mr. Pat Gray, who has been out for a few days with COVID himself. Uh, he did not have the vaccine. His wife did have the vaccine. They both uh, had COVID. And what was the experience, Pat? It was fun. I had a great time. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Was, was yours really better or worse, or are they about the same no, between you and your wife? Mine was much worse than my wife's. She she had a much really worse. mild case. Yeah. I, okay, so the, so I the vaccine call mine thing, mild. you wouldn't. No, no, it was. There was a couple of days of real misery. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I think there's. I mean, the, you know, the first day that I had it this time around, it was real misery, but it lasted three weeks with me. I never got my energy back for almost a month. The first time I had this, you know, when I got the first round before there was even a vaccine. Uh, and it was really, it was scary and it was, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, and I wondered, you know, we've had several friends who got it before there was a vaccine and they had the same experience, but this round for me is, it's just like a, it was like a bad cold. It was really miserable the first 30 hours. Uh, and then it just is kind of turned into a cold. 
Which and that's is, good news. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Did you? Were you unable to eat? I couldn't eat for like a week. I just I, I'd take a bite of food and I was done. I I lost yeah, fifteen no, I, pounds. I, wow. I never had a problem with that. Yeah. So this is this is good for that. you then. You're yeah, saying. this is good. It was a good diet plan. <laughs> I highly so recommend it. I've been actually trying to wa- watch what I eat, et cetera, et cetera. And I've wa- I've lost fifteen pounds in a week and a half as well. But I could eat any. I mean, people. I, I'm in my uh, my man cave uh, garage, and uh, people pointed out that I have a kitchen in my garage, and I'm like. Yeah, I have a I have a kitchen in almost every room of my house. Uh, everyone should have a kitchen everywhere except the bathroom. That's a little. That's but nasty. you could have a yeah. fridge, you know. There. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if you see, you saw this. This just came out in Rolling Stone um, today. A menace to public health. Doctors demand Spotify puts an end to the COVID lies on the Joe Rogan experience. They are now, 200 doctors and scientists are now gathering Mm. together and they are demanding that Spotify cancel Joe Rogan and stop him from speaking out. This this is... Wow. This is fascism. Absolute fascism. And hopefully they don't cave in this time. Uh, They... They've already weathered one of those storms. Mm. We'll see if they, they do it's, it again. It's particularly tough for them with Joe Rogan because it's not like like Apple carries our podcasts and so does Spotify. Uh, all three, Pat, Pat Gray Unleashed, Dude Does America, Glenn, Glenn Beck Radio Program, all those are ca- carried on all these places. It's different mm-hmm. with Spotify. Spotify literally pays Paid. Joe Rogan and has him exclusively on their platform. So it's they get all the pressure. It's not split up between all the different uh, different providers. Correct. And, you know, I, this is a move on the left. This is not like some random thing where, you know, a bunch of employees suddenly woke up and said, you know what, We're, we don't like this. They, they, they launched an effort coming back just a few weeks ago uh, with a report from the Brookings Institution, an article in the New York Times, uh, advertisement yeah. campaigns. We need to stop these podcasts. These podcasts are doing this. Just like they were going after Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts before, they've now expanded that to come after podcasts. So there is no, there really is no safe space mm. for people. Remember, I couldn't be on network television. They first kicked me off of ABC. Then they, uh, then they made sure that I couldn't get a job in cable news. They did everything they could. So they all said, "You gotta, you just have to go to the wild west." So we did. We started our own thing. We started the Blaze. We we pioneered uh, the uh, the live streaming television podcast for serious uh people uh and now that's not good enough there is no space they're coming after talk radio they're coming after our podcast they're coming after our websites and this is why it is so important that you support those voices that you believe are giving you uh the truth that joe rogan i mean so you know joe rogan has about 20 million listeners uh a week uh, that is the height of the Rush Limbaugh uh, time. Um, those numbers are not put together. I mean, Fox News, even you know, in its its heyday, uh, Bill O'Reilly and I probably do seventeen million a week. Is that right? Fifteen million a week on television. He is exploded, and it's because. He's just asking regular questions, and he's willing to talk to pretty much anyone. Uh, and they can't have that. And they know the power of going directly to the people. They have to have gatekeepers. 
I, I wish him the best. Wish him the best. But, um, you know, there is only one company. We're, we're talking about our contracts now. And uh, there's only one company that I would ever consider doing a contract with yet. And it's because they've been my partner since 1989. And I know them. And, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, iHeartRadio. They are, uh, they've been just, they'll put on all points of view. They have people that I mm-hmm. really disagree with on the left, and they have people that they disagree with on the right, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, these other companies, I don't know, they don't have records of, of actually uh, taking a stand and being for freedom of thought and freedom of speech. Uh, so um, the other thing that is, um, it is going on is uh, the, the Supreme Court now blocking this vaccine mandate but pat i'd love to hear your thought on this it biden is still going after now i mean yesterday mm-hmm. biden said he wants businesses to do it anyway yeah. um and he's the day before he went after google and and facebook and spotify and said you've got to control this these lies about covid it's a, it's, a, it's just an attack and an affront on uh on our way of life, on mm-hmm. on uh, on the the separation of powers, it's I've never seen anything like this. Where multiple times the Supreme Court has blocked uh, the any administration like this, and then the administration continues just to go about their business uh, as if there was no ruling from the Supreme Court. I mean, this is back to the time of of Andrew Jackson. This is uh, this is complete lawlessness. Andrew Jackson and and FDR up until about thirty eight, FDR was doing exactly the same thing. And you know the you know is what's crazy is you know we've we've put our book out uh, this week, the Great Reset, which you can order right now. I have an update on this coming up, um, but order it right now. Get it on Kindle. Read it. It is really really important. Number one best selling book in the country. And um, uh, when you when you see the utopian dream of just experts making every decision in your life it when people catch on to this when they realize this is not just about covid this just isn't about Mm -hmm. uh you know anything it is about education it is about sexuality it is about movement it's about energy it's about absolutely everything all the way to the core of your faith when people get that it's uh it's not going to be it's not going to be good because we have fought fascism before. And uh, I, I just don't think that when the average American, and I mean Democrats and independents as well, when they start to really understand what's going on, uh, they're going to stand up and they're going to push back. And it's going to it, it's going to be hard, but it, we win. We win in the end. I hope that's true. I hope that's true. A, uh, hope is a step away from despair. It's what, <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I don't. That means I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of people standing up so far. Have you? Really? Really? Uh, show me who's standing up. Uh, Loudoun County. Okay. 
True. Um, Loudoun County the, has. People that, the people that uh, stopped the vaccine mandate that was started by a guy, mm. I think, in New Orleans, uh, he brought the case uh, to the Supreme Court. I mean, we are starting to stand up people who, you know, they they just uh, indicted the special or the uh, the um, prosecutor in Baltimore, wildly corrupt. George Soros person caused a lot of the problems in Baltimore. Uh, they caught her for income tax evasion and lying on mortgages and everything else. It looks like she's going up the river. I mean, there are some signs that things are changing uh for the better and and just like this happened slowly in the other direction we really need to spend some time looking at the things that are happening um in in our direction because it's going to happen slowly but then it'll be a snowball i don't know if you saw the guy in um uh, what was his name Stu, the congressman out of minnesota that two days ago uh introduced a bill in congress to stop the fed from becoming the the only bank in america and digitizing currency uh that's a huge thing Mm. that's huge yeah i don't know the i don't know the details on uh on that bill but it does seem like there are people who are standing up and doing these things it's just a matter of you know does this turn into a movement is it a, is it something so. where people you know you have stragglers but, 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 here and there standing up, or right. does it turn into something bigger? But remember, look at what the press is doing to uh, silence everyone. The press mm. is not covering any of this. This is worse than when it was the Tea Party. The Tea Party at least got negative coverage. They are blocking any kind of coverage on anything that is happening right now. So there are there are I I would imagine. There are a million things happening in America right now that none of us are aware of. Uh, And quite honestly, you know, that's what Billy Graham told me, too. It's a giant surprise party for evil. Um, The Lord is working on things that we are not aware of at all. Uh, And I think if we live uh, to be able to ask for righteous things, uh, righteous things will happen. And there's a lot of people that truly believe and are um, are standing up because they know it's just the right thing to do. It might hurt them, but it's the right thing to do. And that's where we need to focus. Pat, thanks so much. Watch Pat Gray Unleashed. You can get the podcast wherever podcasts are found. And uh, you can watch it live on Blaze TV prior to this program every day. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. 10 minutes today can change your life for the better. It's my pillow. Okay. Uh, okay. So my pillow. Well, let me just tell you about the Giza dream sheets. They're the best. They're the best, 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 best. Uh, I am uh, somebody who uh, am a sheet snob. I openly admit that. Um, when I first started to sleep on nice sheets, uh, and then I saw how much they cost. I was a sheet snob that could not live that lifestyle. It is soft sheets for me make all the difference in the world. And Giza cotton is the best cotton. Now, Mike has cornered this uh, this cotton market, and all of his Giza dream sheets are made with this really durable, really breathable, very, very soft cotton. Best sheets I've ever slept on, and I'm not exaggerating. I love these sheets. And now you can get them two for one. They are, I mean, really expensive sheets are just that, really expensive. 
these are real these are the same quality as the really expensive but they're not expensive you can get them two for one right now eight um uh, let's see i don't have the number in front of me it's uh, mypillow.com mypillow.com use the uh, promo code back and save go to mypillow.com this is the glenn back program This is the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. Bill O'Reilly is going to join us here in just a few minutes. Uh, I think we have another COVID expert on with us. Justin Haskins is uh, joining us uh, and uh, somebody else as well. It's a packed show today. Don't miss a second. Miss a minute. Miss a lot on the Glenn Beck program. Um, the, uh, the update on the book, uh, The Great Reset, I really believe this needs to be a litmus test during the uh, midterms and the presidential election. If you don't understand the Great Reset, you can't go serve in Congress because you'll have no idea what you're really battling. Everything else is going to be um, uh, bogus. It's a, just a front for the Great Reset. Uh, it is the number one best-selling book um, across the country. Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, Costco, they're trying to get it. They're trying to get copies of it anywhere. We have already sold through our first printing. That's normally not a problem, but because of the supply chain, um, it is, uh, it's a real problem. They told us the second printing would happen in five months, but it is such in such demand uh, that uh, the printing presses have bumped other books so they can get ours on. It'll start shipping again in February. You can get the Kindle edition now. Please order the book so you have it uh, in the pipeline and shipping so we we can keep a handle on on how much uh, quantity that we need because of normally we wouldn't do this, but because of the um, uh, the horrible situation with the supply chain. We really need information. So please go and order it. Barnes & Noble, uh, wherever you buy your books, um, or or Amazon, and we'll ship them as soon as we get them in, which should be in a couple of weeks. Um, I also uh, urge you to get the Kindle version. I normally don't do that, um, but I think this information, I mean, it is the right time to get the information out. Please get the hardcover because you know that kindle edition can go away uh, i don't suppose it will but it could go away and it's harder to remember things and find things when you're reading things online it's always better to read them in paper um, just for memory recall um, the other thing is i'm going to go in this weekend i've got about a 25 hour recording session to be able to do the uh, the book uh, I'm going to try to squeeze that in this weekend, or at least uh, a lot of it. So hopefully an audiobook will be coming out uh, soon as well. But please do not wait to get this book. It is, it's vital for our survival that people understand it. And it's going to take you a while to really decode the news. Once you get it, you're going to start seeing, ah, this is what's really happening. So please don't delay. Order the book, glensnewbook.com right now. glensnewbook.com and order it and get it right now. The Great Reset. Joe Biden and the rise of 21st century fascism. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
It's Friday, so that means we're going through the news, top to bottom, the biggest stories of the week, and we begin with Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. Standing up for what you believe in can be challenging at times, but there are also basic things you can do that aren't so challenging, things like buying from companies that believe in what you and I both believe in. We need a parallel economy. We need to start supporting those companies that support us. That is the key to all of us. Uh, Right now, the the people at Patriot uh, Mobile are standing in defense of liberty and religious freedom. They've been doing it since 2012. They have made a commitment that a good portion of their profits go to uh, help these causes. They are a cause-driven company. And normally I don't like that, but these causes are the First Amendment, Second Amendment. These are these are things that we are fighting for in defense of life. And they give you the same kind of great service. Their cell coverage is on the same cell towers, so you get the same service, you know, and coverage. But you also could save up to half the amount of money. They have much better in-country customer service. Uh, and uh, they're fighting for you. What else do you need to know? Right now, they're having a a great free activation sale going on with the offer code BECK. You get free activation. Switch today. Veterans, first responders, you'll save even more. So go to patriotmobile.com slash BECK. That's patriotmobile.com slash BECK. Or call 972-PATRIOT. All right. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Uh, welcome to the program. The biggest story of the week, sir. Worst week for Joe Biden in his entire first year presidency. Is this, I mean, because you remember the days of uh, really Jefferson, is this, the, is this the worst a president has done in his first year that you can recall? Well, before I answer that, Beck, I know you're a little bit delirious about the COVID thing. And yes. are you feeling all right? Are you okay? I Well, I am. Uh, I'm in an iron lung right now. And uh, uh, it's it's been very bad. I know the left is rooting that I that I pass on, but uh, it's not happening yet. I'm, I, right. I bought an old iron lung. Okay. You sound okay. And, I, and because the, this is the eighth time you've had COVID, I'm going to give you a pass on the Jefferson uh, <laughs> um, but I have to tell you, you know, that, that Stu is actively undermining you. And oh, I know that. Okay, good. I'm trying. No, I know I'm, trying. I'm, I'm very well aware of that. So tell me about these poll numbers and what it means, because it doesn't seem like they are any less uh, likely to stop doubling down on things. Okay, so the Quinnipiac poll has uh, Joe Biden's job approval rating at 33%. That is not a reliable poll. It has never been. So, you know, we want to be fair here in our analysis of the president. I don't believe that he's down to 33 percent. Here's how I see it. There's no question that Joe Biden is failing. 
okay? On Monday on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com, I'm going to have my lead segment exactly what you said. Is he the worst president in his first year in the history of our republic? So I'm bringing on an, a liberal historian, presidential historian, because I want to see that point of view. For me, he is. And I'm pretty good at this history business. I think you may yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, I, I went over every president. Now, you could make an argument that Herbert Hoover, because he walks in and then the whole economy collapses, but, but that was set into motion before he got into office. And it, it also, it, his policies, while he didn't do anything, um, that probably would have been a little bit better than uh, some of the things, but, you know, the Hoover projects started under him. There were some things yeah, that that no lasted. He had no leadership skills. He had no vision. Um, he was befuddled like Biden is. And James Buchanan, of course, was a president before Lincoln. And under him, the South was emboldened um, to separate. I have a letter in my historical collection um, by Harry Truman saying that if Buchanan had been the same temperament as Andrew Jackson, that there wouldn't have been a civil war. Interesting letter. Mm. Um, But anyway, Biden, there isn't anything you can point to, not one thing. And if there is, I want your listeners to uh, contact me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, okay, that he's done to improve the nation. That that's the test. You just step back, take emotion out of it, politics out of it and say, give me one thing that Joe Biden has done to improve the country. Just one. And you can't do it. And and so this week, getting back to your what's the biggest story of the week, he got pummeled on every every time he turns around record inflation, record covid cases. No, uh, his uh, insane legislation about Voting Rights Act, which is unconstitutional, by the way, is not going to happen. Build back better, not going to happen. Can't get anything done. So we're looking at a guy who basically is sitting there and he's got three more years and it's over. It's over. It's like the Kansas City Royals. They're not going to win the pennant this year. Okay. So, but he is legislating. I was just talking to Mike Lee, and um, Congress is almost irrelevant, but he's just going through with executive orders. Uh, And they are being overturned, but they do. Go ahead. Even those orders are foolish. They don't get the country anywhere, they don't move the country. I mean, I'll remind everybody that it was his executive order a year ago that opened the borders. Right. Yeah, that, that, that he did it. He can't blame Congress. He can't blame Trump. He can't blame Obama. He can't blame anybody. He did it. And to this day, we have tens of thousands of people a week crossing that border illegally. None of them tested for COVID. Tell me about How killing on of earth the. Does that help the country? Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on the filibuster being killed. Did that? I mean, I don't think that ever that had a chance. That never was going to happen, because if you do that, then when the Republicans win the Senate next November, which they will, they just turn it on you. They turn it on you. They revoke everything that you've done. Yeah, you can veto and all this, but you just tie it into 
an incredible knot. You've got to have the ability on controversial legislation to have an overwhelming majority in the Senate, or you don't have a country anymore. You have a partisan mess. You have so disaster. I, I, I talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about Hillary Clinton running as the candidate, and, and it was kind of roundly mocked. Now some people are, are picking this up. I'd love to hear your, your analysis on Hillary Clinton. Is she... It, it, do you think she will run? Do you think the party would back her? Okay, I broke the story uh, about five weeks ago when she came out and cried about uh, something. Yeah. She was crying. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I said, oh, there's Hillary crying. Why would she do that? Look, the Clintons, whether you despise them, and I'm sure most of your listeners do, are very, very savvy people. And even though they don't really, they're not a close couple anymore, they do confer. And they know that Biden's a disaster. And they know he's not going to run again. There's absolutely no way on this planet that Joe Biden runs for re-election as it stands now. Okay? Now, maybe through the gift of God, he'll go out and part the Potomac I don't know. I guess it could happen. But he's, he's befuddled. He's incompetent. He's way too old. And I'm not saying that age-wise. It's his mental capacity. And I'm not saying he's senile. And I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That's not fair. I'm not a doctor. But he cannot govern this country. So he's not going to run again. So Hillary says, hmm, Kamala's out of the box. She can't do anything she's not going to get the nomination all right so who else is there but me the democrats still like hillary i think that's a fair statement so why not me but then hillary gets a um boomerang thrown at her by one michelle obama last sunday who takes out a completely unnecessary ad in the new york times costing the Obama Foundation, Michelle's Foundation, about $75,000 to say, hey, I'm getting back in the political game because I want to register everybody to vote. And of course, she doesn't. She just wants to register Democrats to vote. Okay, so here I am, Michelle Obama. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Okay, so Hillary wants to run. She wants to be president. So why wouldn't she? That's how you have to approach all these questions. Why wouldn't Hillary Clinton try again? She thinks she won the first time around. Where have we heard that before? Um, So anyway, you were astute, because I'm sure you didn't see my initial report on Hillary Clinton, because you don't watch the No Spin News every night. (laughs) No, I don't listen to you even now. I'm barely listening to you now. (laughs) Um, Bill, um, so do you think that, I mean, you want to talk about a queen. Uh, Do you think that Michelle Obama would actually run? I don't know, but if she does, she walks in. Nobody will even primary her. So she can have that nomination if she wants it. No one will primary Michelle Obama. No oh one. Oh, my gosh. So she that's, a, that's, be, a, that's a doomsday device there. I, I mean, I think that is something well, that uh, should be concerning to everyone because – that's concerning. It, I mean, look, it depends on what political spectrum you're on, obviously. Liberals, progressives, and Democrats would love to have her run. Mm-hmm. However, 
once she does run, she's going to open herself up to, you know, the hate fest that America is now. It's a hate fest. All right. This is not like, um, okay, the best man or woman wins. No, it's will destroy you and your family. It's like organized crime. It's like killing the mob. That's what politics is now. All right. But we but they've we but two, we've already played that game with the Obamas and they are experts at uh deflection especially with the media. Oh, yeah. They won't they would so not the let Obama, the Obamas be destroyed like that. Like the Clintons. All right, the Obamas are very very shrewd. Now the corporate media would, is going to deify word of the day for Stu. Look it up real fast, Stu. Uh, deify Michelle Obama. So she'll have the media with her, but with the media declining drastically in influence and readership and uh, viewership, the Internet then rises and she is going to be the subject of an unbelievable personal attack if she runs. And she knows that they know it. So when Barack Obama first ran, he didn't get attacked very much. You'll, you'll remember that. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I know. It was like, here's this newbie. He didn't do much in the Senate, but he's an African-American. And as Joe Biden said, he's a clean guy or something. Remember that? What a great. Oh, yeah. That no, we're now was. debating whether calling somebody articulate is racist. When Joe Biden said he was uh, clean, uh, articulate yeah. uh, and a fairy tale. Unbelievable. Right. Right. I mean. But it doesn't matter because Joe Biden's a Correct. Democrat. Now, if Joe Biden had been a Republican, he would have been canceled immediately. Okay, so with the Michelle Obama scenario, it's fascinating because it could be Trump versus Michelle. And Oof. I mean, I, I, I don't even know how no people would get through that. Oh, no, my gosh. It, it, our heads would pop. Our heads would pop. It, it would be... It, it's great for you and me because, you know, mm. the, everybody will be glued because every day there'll be another mud fest. You know, the Obamas aren't like Donald Trump. They're not direct hitters. They hire their hitters. Yes. Okay. And they'll have them all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and so we're going to be sitting here going, is this America? Uh, I mean, it's, really, it's, is this? Well, and you can ask that. Let me let me uh, let me go into the break with just a piece of audio from uh, Biden. This is cut one. Uh, Biden talking about the media. Listen to this. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. We're America. (laughs) We can do this. It's amazing to me. We're America. So please shut down all debate and all uh, voices that disagree with the government. Makes no sense. Back with Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. Our, uh, Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made, really are. Uh, they have, I mean, I, I've just, I've marveled at how uh, my body is getting through COVID and, and how this whole thing is working. Uh, it, it's, it's an amazing system. 
But as we get older, we start to wear down and you do things that uh, shouldn't cause pain that do cause pain. Relief factor. Relief factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce the inflammation. That's the major source for most of our pain. And quite honestly, inflammation is a, is a source of most of our problems in our body. Um, your body is fighting the effects of aging, exercise, everyday living. Help it out with relief factor. It has changed my life. I take it three times a day. I got my life back. I was in crippling pain. Um, if you feel like you can have a better life, please just try this for three weeks. Nineteen ninety-five. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them, it works for them. They go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, Relief. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to ask you about something else that uh, is seemingly getting pushback, uh, Bill O'Reilly, from the left. Do we have, I think it was from yesterday, cut one, Biden and the voting bill opponents uh, and what he said about the opponents and Jefferson Davis? History has never been kind to those who've sided with voter suppression over voters' rights. And it would be even less kind for those who side with election subversion. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? That is quite a remarkable thing, especially coming from a group of people that uh, say that Martin Luther King was wrong. Um, overplaying his hand, is that, an, is that an accurate statement, Bill? Well, I, I have inside information that Biden thought uh, Jefferson Davis was part of the Jefferson airplane. Oh, that he okay. thought it was part of the group. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. Biden doesn't, Beck, you know this, he doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't but know somebody what he does. They're writing it for him. Yeah, they They're write writing it for him because he's got a bunch of progressive loons in the speechwriting office. And they believe they believe this. They believe that if you require an ID to vote for the president of the United States, you're suppressing the vote. I don't believe they believe it. I, I think they might have convinced All themselves, that. but... Back. You, have to, you have to come back to New York. You have to go into a bar on the Upper West Side and talk to these people. They no, thank you. I'll, I'll, leave that to, I'll leave that to others. Um, okay. Rand Paul and, go, and, Rand Paul and Fauci had a, yeah. uh, a go-around. This is not looking well for Fauci. Um, the, the, oh, Ron, he is, wait a minute. We're, are we away from uh, Bull O'Connor? And, and yes. Is that gone now? Yeah, I got one more have... thing to say about that. All right, go ahead. One more. Thing. This is just part of what we see every day in this country from the progressive left and Joe Biden, because he is that now. Everything they want, if you oppose it, you're a racist. Everything. You could reject Oreos at uh, dinner for dessert, and you're a racist. You don't like the black cookie? 
you know, I mean, it's insane. So they're going to pull that racial card out on every single issue. Think it's overplayed. What? I think it's overplayed. Overplayed. They're overplaying their hand on on absolutely everything. Let's switch to Fauci. Fauci is clearly covering. Uh, He is clearly involved in uh, some really bad things and lying to the American people and Congress. How's this going to work out for him? Well, give me an example of what he's lying about first. Uh, The lab leak. Uh, and covering all of that up, all of the stuff that was happening with Rand Paul. Wuhan, you're talking about? Yeah. You're talking about Wuhan? Okay. Yeah. So that's an Quickly. excellent question. Um, Fauci does what he's told to do. He's a propaganda talking head. He was told by Trump and told by Biden not to pin it on the Chinese. Wow. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Make sure you see his no spin zone every day. BillOReilly.com. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So I'm a reasonable guy, um, I think. I mean, I have my limits on certain things. I'm perfectly willing to eat healthy food as long as it doesn't taste like healthy food. Uh, You know, I think that's perfectly reasonable. If you can show me a workout that looks like sitting on the couch and watching TV, I think that's perfectly reasonable. I will do that. Built bars are healthy. They're protein bars. At least that's what they claim to be. But I eat them because they're really good snacks. Uh, I mean, I do have standards to uphold. Uh, people are saying uh, I posted a picture of where I'm broadcasting from. It's my garage, uh, my man cave, and uh, there's a stove in my garage. And people are like, you have a kitchen in your garage? And I'm like, I have a kitchen in every room of my house, man. I like food. Anyway. Um, right now, you can get Built Bars, and they will help you keep your uh, diet going. I will tell you, I've lost 15 pounds in the last uh, two weeks, and I feel great, other than this, you know, leprosy in my lungs. It's Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You're going to love these things. They're good for you, low in carbs, low in calories, uh, and they taste great. BEC15, Built.com. Best-selling author and Mr. Health, Glenn Beck has a new book out, The Great Reset. Get it at glennsnewbook.com. believe we have Matt Ridley uh, joining us here in uh, just a little while. Uh, Matt Ridley is um, going to give us an update on COVID and what's really happening. I... You know, the Washington Post has just written a, an op-ed that says it's time to make life a living hell for anti-vaxxers. This is so un-American. And by the way, I'm not anti-vaccine. Uh, almost took it myself. My doctor said not to because I had a really bad case of it. Um, and he said, let's just watch it and see. I had COVID before there was a vaccine, so I wasn't holding out on the vaccine and got COVID. Uh, and I just got it uh, recently, and it has, despite what you're reading, I'm not on death's door. Um, it came from a conversation Mark Levin and I were having where it was going into my lungs, and that's always concerning, but I told him on the on the air, that's not concerning to me. I'm not worried about this. I'm doing everything I, I have to, and I've worked every day through it. But you have people right now going absolutely out of their mind, out of their mind, uh, the Daily Beast. Let me just give you some of these things. Daily Beast. Glenn Beck. I'm a fatty, fat, fat, so. 
So it's probably not the best thing. And I have some other issues. Uh, the tweets that follow, um, Glenn Beck is a millionaire who could have gotten the vaccine for free, but instead got COVID twice with all the complications that come with it entering his lungs. I have no sympathy. Okay, first of all, um, I would have gladly paid for the vaccine had I wanted the vaccine, had my doctor recommended getting the vaccine. I'm sorry, my doctor is not Dr. Fauci. Um, I don't have a problem with people getting the vaccine. And all of the complications that come with it, I haven't been to the hospital I haven't been a drain on our on our uh, hospital system by any stretch of the imagination. I've been at home both times. So where are all the complications? I'm not, I'm not on a I'm not on a ventilator. Um, raise your hand if you would never trust a vaccine pushed by bleach injection, snake oil salesmen, and conmen. Uh, this is uh, this is what this guy uh, wrote a year ago. But he seems to forget that. Um, Amy Siskind, she said, uh, activist, feminist, author, Glenn Beck has COVID again after refusing to get vaccinated and said it's going into my lungs, but not to worry. He's treating himself with ivermectin. I'm not treating myself. My doctor is treating me. In fact, two doctors are treating me and I'm paying for those doctors and I'm paying for the medicine. And if I choose to use ivermectin, what difference is it to you? I don't see anyone talking about uh, um, Chris Cuomo, who was like having bath salts with aliens being prescribed for uh, for him for his covid, which he never, ever stayed away or did anything that he was supposed to do. Um, nobody said anything about him. If you want to take bath salts and you think your chiropractor can solve this, I don't agree with you, but that's your business, man. They are getting so nasty right now. So nasty. Um, I hope Glenn Beck supporters see that he's a complete moron and get vaccinated. Have you, Stu, have you ever asked anyone who had the vaccine and the booster shots and they got COVID? Have you said to them, ha, 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 how's that working out for you? No, because only a terrible person would do such a thing. Uh, That's not. That's not a both sides of this, but there are people who do that, by the way, and you should stop. It's dumb. It's dumb. You don't cheer for people to get sick. I can't stand Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her policies, but when I heard she had COVID, I wasn't like, yay, that's just a a terrible way for a human being to react about another human being. Um, Absolutely horrible. It's just not what you do. Um, so no, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody should react like that. And I'm seeing it all over the place. I'm seeing it, you know, business insider has an article up. Um, and it says, uh, Glenn Beck says he caught COVID-19 again and it's getting into my lungs, uh, with this quote kind of, you know, sort of totally out of context. This is so but, insane. But wh- I said to, I said, the next sentence was, but I'm not worried about it. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not worried about it. They have made this into, uh, I'm on a ventilator. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you're, you've been, you've had a, a bad cold and you've done the show every day this week. You've been painting. You've been doing nonstop promotion for your book, which I would note is number one on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and Kindle. Uh, it is, uh, uh, you know, you've been, you're sick. You're normal sick. You're normal guy sick. That that used to be a thing. People get sick. They, they sometimes push through it. Sometimes they're out of commission for a few days. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, they, they, they mentioned that you are 
taking the antiparasitic drug ivermectin as well as hydroxychloroquine and fluvoxamine. The drugs, which have been championed by anti-vaccine activists and skeptics, have not been approved, have not been proved effective against COVID-19. What I find fascinating about that, I know there's been a lot of stuff about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and that's been very much in the media. But fluvoxamine, I the first time I read about the benefits of fluvoxamine was from Vox, the liberal website who went through the clinical trials and saw real benefits of fluvoxamine in fighting COVID. This is not some crazy treatment. Uh, And the idea that you're treating yourself with this implied idea that, oh, well, it's probably just some horse dewormer. Um, No, it's it's not. not, The horse dewormer by itself will do nothing. It requires the zinc. The the uh, ivermectin is just the delivery system. It is the gun for the bullet of zinc. That's what it is. They're not explaining any of this. They're not, they're just they're just bad mouthing everything and saying that you're you know, I'm doing it on my own. I wouldn't know what to do. By the way, I can't prescribe drugs for myself. <laughs> I'm also I'm also on steroids, a massive amount of steroids, which has also helped. Mm-hmm. They act as if it, you have the vaccine or take an aspirin and we'll see you in the hospital. Right. It's it's insane. There, there are, are things that mm-hmm. you have to do. There are treatments too. I mean, I know you mentioned in one yes. of your posts, uh, you know, monoclonal antibodies. Now, I I don't I think that's mainly used for people who are in more serious uh, risk positions than you. I don't I don't I haven't no. fully looked into that. No, would you be one a good candidate uh, for it? Uh, I would have been nine days ago. I don't think okay. I am now. No, yeah, uh, I think it's the, if you yeah. get it at the very uh, the very start, um, it's it's a really good treatment. No, uh, no. Tanya, mm-hmm. Tanya, and my daughter just came down with it yesterday. Oh, uh, they both did. got oh, yeah. So and they've and they've had it before, um, but they had both had very light cases that lasted just a you know less about a day i think is what it lasted for them um and uh and so they're going in uh for some regeneron today i couldn't get it last week otherwise i would have gotten it but uh, i have lots of friends who've had this and had vaccines but went in for regeneron and say they walk out two hours later feeling great is there any reason though this stuff gets so culturally like divided among groups i don't understand it like we just if you don't like the vaccine and you like ivermectin there's no reason to talk trash about the vaccine let let the people who want to ch- buy use the vaccine use it the same thing you know, goes you, the opposite way and no you, I, no, no one can see, seem you, to do this for themselves anymore you are missing the point the the real problem here Stu, is the pepsi drinkers the pepsi drinkers <laughs> have been wrong no. their whole life no, they're Coke anti-american drinkers. they they no. don't understand the basic chemicals that need to go into your body uh, how dare you and, you you and typical Coke coca-cola are drinkers. the ones that are right you you oh you, really you uh, want to start every this battle, single you Coke drinker is the same <laughs> and this is really it this is and there's is no it. reason for it there's no reason for it like you don't have if you don't want to take some other treatment then don't take it now there is a difference between that conversation and the one that goes on with mandates because that is there is a real difference there if you're trying to force people to take the vaccine or force well, people so, to take but fluvoxamine whatever it is you shouldn't here's be doing the that. craziest part of this Stu, is you and i both know um you know we're not scientists well i'm a doctor but we're not scientists so we're mm. not the guys to go to but we have talked to enough scientists on both sides sure we're vo- both very well informed on this, and we both know the trend 
is going towards a cold. Basically what I have. If this was just the common cold and I didn't have COVID, if it hadn't have been diagnosed as COVID, I would have thought I just had a bad cold. That's all it is. And that's what it's tra- that's what it is tracking towards. This is a good thing. It, this it is what be, we yeah. have been waiting for, yes. for it to mutate into something much less deadly and just become like a cold. And everyone is doubling down. Everyone is now saying, I mean, the Washington Post article, it's time to make life miserable for those who won't get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. What no. are you, crazy? Hey, look, there's there's two things here to, to, that I think are important. One is we are still in the middle of this. It's not a cold for everybody and so yeah a lot of people like no but it is trending that way we think so right we we don't know we don't know at the end of the day everything seems to be a surprise with this thing so i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not counting any chickens but you're right this is a positive move if people can get natural immunity and have colds Uh, the 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 raw numbers of this at this point are going to come with some really bad results i mean the the you know the number one cause of death in america is cancer and heart disease it's about 17 1800 people a day die of it that's about the level we're at right now with covid deaths um you know the flu is 100 deaths a day right it, it seems like there's a big difference there um we're probably going to go above 1800 here in the next couple of weeks and that's really well, but that's, that is that's again not, yeah. because it, that is again because everyone is getting it right it's just really why it is so for an individual it is less uh for each individual but it's just spreading so widely uh, so fast you can't compare the heart disease and cancer because not everyone's going to have heart disease and cancer when this burns itself through and it and it becomes more stable it's got to run through all of the hosts and it's going to run through all of us you know it hasn't even started in china yet do you know that yeah well, they found been, their first case recently they've been going for so, zero COVID and locking down their populations uh in right really and they're still doing gonna, all that stuff and it's day. not going to work it's not going to work i don't think it can work um, and and it's going to run through the entire population and once it does then we'll look at those numbers and say okay now once you've had this version of it how many people are going to it's not going to just keep being this pandemic where everybody gets it this is exactly the way it happened in 1918 through 1920 exactly the same way and when you had somebody in the family said they have the flu people freaked out they thought that was a death sentence right by 1922 that was over and i think that's the path we're we're, we're on i mean i think you know places like texas are already there right i mean i think this is happening oh yeah but the other part i just wanted to make quickly is how dumb the focus is on the whatever it is 10 percent of the population that does not want to get the vaccine or is against it we're at the point where 85.5 percent of adults 85.5% of adults not are considering the vaccine or pro-vaccine, but have had it already. So you're talking about this insane psychopathic focus on the 14% of of adults that have not decided on their own to get this. And at the same time, I will guarantee you 12%, if not all 14 will have the antibodies probably in the next month because or, they'll or have already had sick them. or have already had yes. them so Correct. all this focus on this small percentage of the population that is just making a different choice and you should just respect their choice but let's just say glenn for example we 
we instituted some crazy Biden vaccine and went through. Everyone went along with it. And we had 100 percent vaccination rates in this country. What has broken up a lot of the um, transmission issues with the vaccine? Omicron. Omicron was first discovered in Botswana. We have no control of the vaccine policies of Botswana. They're at like 22%. We have an entire globe where these things, there are billions of people who have, don't even have access to the vaccine if they wanted it. You have a situation where 8.8% of low-income countries are vaccinated right now. 8.8%. So these variants that can mess all of this up can come from anywhere. You better understand how to fo- focus on your principles and your foundations of freedom and understand how to do your best with a virus, but also live with it. Because un- even if these vaccines were completely perfect, the difference between what we had two months ago and what we have now is something that we had absolutely no control over. No control whatsoever. It's a pointless focus. And Glenn, it has nothing to do with the virus. It has to do with culture and and a way to distract from how poorly this presidency is going and also to blame red staters that they don't like. And they want to blame the red staters for ruining the country so they have some level of defense heading into an election where they are going to get obliterated unless they figure out some secret key to get out of this. I will tell you that it is, I mean, the Rosetta Stone we've been talking to you about all week, it is the Great Reset. It has everything to do with power and control, period. Power and control. It's the Great Reset. By the way, you can get the book, number one New York, uh, sorry, number one New York Times, we'll see. Uh, the number one uh, seller in America, Kindle, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, all the bookstores, uh, is the Great Reset Get it now. Just order it at glensnewbook.com. Glensnewbook.com. Our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. Uh, Lori wrote in. She said, I have very picky pugs, but actually they lick the bottom of their bowls clean for the very first time when we gave them Rough Greens. They have been very active ever since. They seem extremely happy. Thank you, Rough Greens. I will tell you that um, Uno is more than a picky eater. He licks his bowl clean now because of Rough Greens. This is not a dog food. This is a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it gives them all of the things like probiotics and, well, maybe there's some ivermectin in it. I'm not sure. Uh, They give them all the things that your dog needs and that you need. When you're feeding your dog sterilized food, they don't get any of the stuff, the enzymes and everything else that they need to digest that food. Rough Greens, it's a supplement you sprinkle on the food, and right now they want to make sure your dog loves it as much as they think. So they are so confident they're sending you a free bag of Rough Greens just for your dog to try out. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. They'll give away the first bag free. Pay for shipping, then feed it to your dog. If they love it, just keep feeding them. Roughgreens.com slash Beck 833-GLEN33. The Glenn Beck Program. Hopefully we'll have Matt Ridley on from uh, England on COVID. Uh, We have more on the Great Reset and your phone call. Get in line right now. Call us up, 888-727-BEZK. It's the Glenn Beck Program, Friday edition.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday. We have a lot to cover this last hour, including your phone calls. We've talked about the Great Reset, COVID. We have an expert on COVID coming up in uh, just a second to give us another new perspective on it. Uh, and I want to take your phone calls. What did we miss? What do? Uh, what is on your mind? The number is 888-727-BECK. Call us now. It's Friday. By the way, you know, I have not mentioned our new theme. Uh, it's all original music uh, by Sam Carden and uh, Nick Daly. And I think they've just outdone themselves this year. And I just wanted to point out. What a great team I work with. Um, let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins books. I've been talking to you about the Great Reset lately. We've covered uh, some of what that means and how it's going to affect you. Some of the things that I, uh, I, I want to impress on you is this is going to be a battle that, are, that is fought house to house, community to community, child to child, parents. Uh, this is not going to be something that you're going to get uh, these big corporations just to stop doing. We have a very long battle ahead of us, and we have to teach our children the, the true principles. There is a, a lack of principle education uh, in our country. The, the, just the lack of do the right thing because it is the right thing. Things are not real anymore. Everything is up for grabs, uh, and that's got to stop. We are going to return to real principles at some point. The only way to save ourselves is to do that, and the Tuttle Twins books are the books, I think, that are really great to prepare your children and your grandchildren for the life that they're going to be living. My, uh, my kids ask me all the time, Dad, what, is it, what does this mean? What is this going to look like for our lives and the lives of our children um, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, I, and I hesitate to tell them because I don't want to scare the living pants off of them. Um, but, you know, you're old enough. You, you do need the living daylight scared out of you because that's what we're facing. You need to prepare your children with facts and equip them with principles. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get these books now. They're for toddlers all the way to young adults. 35% off their discount books right now, and they're giving away their activity books with no additional cost. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Matt Ridley is coming up in uh, just a second. We have Justin Haskins joining us one more time this week. He's the co-author of the number one best-selling book, The Great Reset. Uh, you can find this at glensnewbook.com. Glensnewbook.com. Uh, I'm hopefully going to try to uh, record the audiobook uh, today. I urge you to get this in in paper copy. Uh, it is so important that you have a copy of this, and if you can't afford it, more than one copy. You need to keep a copy with you. It is the primer. It is. It's the only book of its kind in the world that is talking about the Great Reset. Uh, and this should be, if you have friends anywhere in the world, um, Australia, the United Kingdom, Europe, anywhere in the world, you need to call them and say, get this book. They don't have anything like this. And we're all going through the same thing. 
Justin is with us. Justin, thank you so much for your hard work on all of the research and everything for this book um, and uh, and for being in studio with me uh, all week to answer questions. Um, what have we missed this week on The Great Reset? Yeah, so, I mean, this topic is so gigantic, which is why people really do need the book. More than a year's worth of research went into that. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of footnotes and sources and things we could talk about. One of the things I think that we have not hit particularly hard is the role not just of banks, but of the Federal Reserve and central banks specifically. They are driving much of this agenda right now, and they're going to drive it even harder into the into the future. And they're actually going to force in a top down way most banks that rely on them in in any capacity to go along with much of this great reset stuff. Just so this, I was yeah, go ahead. Uh, hang on just a second. I, uh, uh, let me just give you some context. I remember getting a call from a guy who was at the top of one of the big banks, uh, one of the biggest banks in the world. It was uh, the weekend that they started talking about TARP. Nobody had known about it. It was a Sunday night. He called me. Uh, he said he lived in New York. He said, I've just walked home. Uh, and he said, I cried almost all the way home. Now, this is a very reasonable guy, a big businessman. Um, and he said, people don't know what's coming. And uh, he told me the story that when they got in with the Treasury and the Fed, the Fed brought in all of the banks into the basement of the Fed, the Federal Reserve in New York, uh, one Sunday night, had them all there. And his bank said, we don't want the bailout. We, we don't. And they said, you're all taking the bailout. No one is leaving here without participating in this. We are all doing it. And they forced these banks into TARP. Uh, and that kind of stuff is coming again. They've already done it once. The Fed will force every bank to be involved. Yeah, that's exactly right. And many of the people who are in the leadership at the Fed, Jerome Powell, uh, Leo Brenard, uh, these people were in the Obama administration or were involved in the Fed back when TARP happened, back in the mm -hmm. early uh, quantitative easing. They were involved in all of that stuff. So they're very familiar with how all with, with these strategies, with how these things work. Just this past week, uh, the Jerome Powell at the, the head of the Fed came out and said that they're going to roll out sh climate change stress tests on banks. And what that means effectively is they're going to go to the banks and they're going to start the Fed is they're going to go to the banks and they're going to start saying to them, OK, are you prepared for a climate change crisis? Or do you have policies in place that make sure that you're not lending to people that are worsening that crisis? Do you have and what they mean by that is essentially ESG scores. Do you have an ESG system in mm -hmm. place making sure that these all the people you're doing business with are going along with our green agenda are going along with the Green New Deal and things like that? That's going to become the reality for these banks and everyone who does business with the banks, too. And it all comes from the Fed. So it's not just is Bank of America green. It's is everyone that's doing business with Bank of America also going green. So you're this not going to really be able to get a bank account with these people in the future because of the Fed. That's 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 going to be our reality. So I think what people don't understand, and this is why it's so critical that you you read the book and then you start logically thinking it through because it's not about control on the top end. It is about unconstitutional controls on the top end that affect the everyday person. 
Um, and so when you say, well, uh, a climate stress test, what they're saying is, is that every the globe is going to go green. And so all of the money is going to be pouring into these green new deals and solar panels and everything else. So if you're going to give a loan as a bank to somebody who is building a refinery or are drilling, when that thing falls apart, that becomes a very risky uh, deal. And so they're going to say to the bank, you can't make those risky deals because that's not the future. That's like giving loans to the Fisher Carriage Company instead of General Motors. So give it to General Motors. And they're going to force them to do this. And as Justin just said, if the bank doesn't give the loan to industries that they have picked and choose through the government and through, uh, you know, the World Economic Forum and, uh, and all of these other things, if the bank won't give them money, there is no parallel. You cannot do business. They also are putting in on this that if you are an oil company and you're like, I don't need your loan. Um, I don't want any of your money. You, if you are another company that has a loan from a bank and you make some sort of oil widget, but that's not even your main business. It's just an oil widget. That oil widget will now count against you. And so the bank will say, you're doing business with this company by making these oil widgets. You have to stop selling them or we cut off your funding. That's right. All the way down the line to your house. You can't buy that house. You're buying that house. Does it have solar panels on it? Does it have this or that? That's too great of a risk. You speak out against social justice. You speak out against global warming. You are a risk to the bank. That's right. That's exactly that's exactly right. You're not going to be able to buy even if you could find someone who is selling a gasoline powered car in 10 years, even if you could find someone who's allowed to sell those, you're not going to be able to get a loan from a lender to buy that car. You're going to have to have cash to buy that car. And you probably won't even have cash in 10 years because they're trying to phase that out. That's the whole point. Every aspect of your life is going to change because these institutions are going to make it impossible for you to live your life the way you're living it now uh, through this through this approach, through the financial system primarily, but secondarily by the financial system putting pressure on corporations, they're going to phase out all of these other products and services and things as well. So you're going to wake up one day in 10 years. If you don't read this book, you don't understand what's going on with the Great Reset. You're going to wake up in 10 years or five years or whatever. The world is going to be totally different and you're not going to have any idea why. You're not able to buy the things you used to be able to buy. You're not able to go the place, say the things you used to be able to say. None of it's going to make any sense to you. And it's because this Great Reset framework behind the scenes has been working this entire time time to reshape uh, the, the economy, to reshape society through the financial system, through corporations, and our world is going to change whether you understand it or not. The only chance we have of stopping it is for people to understand it, and then we have to change our behavior to try to make this thing, uh, stop this thing in its tracks. If people don't understand it, this train is going to keep going. It's not going to fix itself. So you got to educate yourself about these issues and really know it. I know the Fed is not a sexy topic, but it needs to become a a sexy topic. You need to know this stuff. Yeah, it is um, the time for the time for frivolous uh, talk and frivolous action and Pepsi versus Coke 
is truly over. Um, you know, Justin, I'd like to talk to you about a, another book. It'll probably take us another year to do the research on this. But um, the metaverse, uh, the AI situation, I mean, I know a lot of the leading futurists in the world. Uh, and I read this stuff all the time. And the one thing we don't have in this book is the effect. This is really being caused by a, a few things. Um, one, greed. Uh, China is the new model. People can get rich. And if they're if they're doing crony capitalism, like in China, uh, it's a great system for some. It sucks for most everybody else. Um, but you also have the industrial revolution this new ai industrial revolution that is going to take place between now and 2030 and by 2030 40 percent of all jobs that we know of now will be gone so it is going to change our society fundamentally the other driving factor in this is the fact that when they bailed these banks out we all knew at the time you can't do that but they were desperate. They did what they had to do, violate the free market to save the free market. I don't think a lot of it, I think most of it at that time was not nefarious. Um, but they have since then, because everything that I've been telling you for the last 15 years about the banking system is true. They have denied it the entire time. We have never come into a recovery for our financial system. We are still paying the piper for all of this. Uh, and so they know, and so they're coming up with a system to protect it. And they don't care about protecting anything else other than the financial system. So you can take all nefarious things out and say, why would these people do this? Because they know what they've done has destroyed everything plus technology is now rising we're entering a new world but they're devising it without you and without your knowledge and it makes you into a literal slave uh having to do what they tell you to do uh the book is the great reset you can get it at glenn's new book right now get a copy read it share it with as many friends as you can this has to be the litmus test for the the midterm elections uh, because we need fighters in there that understand it. Uh, Glenn'sNewBook.com. Back with more in a second. And your phone call. I want to tell you about on 9-11, we had about 3,000 people that were killed in a terrorist attack here on American soil. Yeah, sure, it wasn't as bad as uh, January 6th. I'll tell you that right now. But there was, a, there was a group of people that decided to change things. And I love this group because they they changed their life and they have dedicated their life uh, to living the promise that I think all of us kind of made on September 11th. When a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and the children are left behind, and this is happening to our police officers, the way we can really help is by partnering with Tunnel to Towers. They pay off the mortgage to lift all of the financial burdens off of these, family, uh, off these families and bring some stability Anybody who is catastrophically injured who's a veteran or a first responder, they build mortgage-free smart homes, enabling the real severe cases of our heroes to live independent lives. They, do, they bring light where there is darkness, and I can't endorse these people highly enough. I, I love their work, and you can help 
at $11 a month. $11 a month, T2T.org. T, the number two, T.org. It's Tunnel to Towers. Help them in their mission of making people's lives better and thanking our our most valiant warriors at home and abroad. T2T.org. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me go to Samantha in uh, Texas. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I wanted to ask, um, do you think the Great Reset is biblical? You know, everybody has been saying this since, you know, right after Christ died, uh, you know, that he's coming soon, etc., etc., I will tell you this checks many of the boxes. I don't even know. Justin, are you a are you a religious guy? I am a religious guy. Yeah. Uh, uh I mean, I don't think anyone knows the time or the place, Glenn. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I do think I do think this this makes a lot of the stuff that we thought would never be possible absolutely possible. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. So so it, it is a uh, whether it's biblical or not. Um, I personally believe, um, and I'm not talking about the people involved in it. I'm talking about the attitude. I do believe it is evil because it's about controlling and taking people's free will away from them. And that's why we were sent here to have our own free will. And so I think this is quite honestly, uh, a plan that Satan would have hatched. Uh, you know, I'll bring them all home. Uh, they'll all be fine. They just have to do exactly what I tell them to do. Uh, so it's biblical in that sense, and uh, several, I think, several prophecies will come true because of of where this is headed. Uh, thank you for your uh, phone call um, on that. So um, next week, Justin, I'd like to continue our our conversations and also be able to have. Um, I think we should put together something on our website on my website. Um, so you can follow the news of the day because it's coming fast and furious. Uh, and every day there's at least one major story that is breaking. Yeah, without a are doubt. You, are, you seeing, are you seeing any movement in uh, the political realm in Congress? Anybody starting to wake up on this? Every time I talk to one of them, they're always like, I, you know, I've heard about it. I don't really know. It's not a priority. In, not in Congress. I mean, there, there are some people who are uh, work, have, have proposed, Republicans in particular, uh, rules, financial rules, things like that, that would make it harder for banks to discriminate against certain kinds of industries like That's oil not. and gas. But but they're not they don't see the big picture. They don't they, they don't really see the big picture. I think states I think there are some states that actually have started to kind of pick up on how important some of this stuff is. Um, but do they understand in Washington what's going on? No, they don't. And in Unless people start putting pressure on them to understand it, they're not going to. They're going to continue uh, living in that universe where it's left versus right. It's the it's it's you know the cable news talking heads screaming at each other. It's the same thing every single day. It never changes, and they never focus on the stories that are really the most important Correct. stories. Um, it's really important. I I spoke to about four hundred state legislators about a month and a half ago. 
and I talked to him about this, and many of them had some inkling of it. They had seen things that worried them, but nobody had tied them up. If you are in the state, forget about Washington. We've got to stay save our local communities. Um, getting on a zoning board is is paramount, just paramount. These people are zoning things in for Agenda 2030 right now, and it's everywhere. I mean, it's here in Texas. It is everywhere. You've got to get involved locally um, because that's where you're going to make your biggest impact. Please grab the book, glensnewbook.com, glensnewbook.com, all about the Great Reset. Back with Matt Ridley in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So I have some great news for you. If you're looking to sell your house or buy a new house, whether it's across the street or across the nation, it could be a real hassle. I mean, things are changing so rapidly. The price of houses, et cetera, et cetera. You don't want to get behind the eight ball. You have to have somebody who is good at negotiating, good at selling, depending on where you are, and good at buying. And you need the people who have the best practices. That is what Mercury One, uh, or sorry, not Mercury One, but Mercury Real Estate does. Uh, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is my company. Uh, started it about five, six years ago. The results are fantastic. It is a free service to you. What it is, is we go out and we look for the real estate agents that have the best experience, the best track record, uh, the, the qualities that we have put together through working with 500 of the best real estate agents in the country, um, and put together a, a laundry list of things that really your real estate agent needs to be a pro at. We'll give you those pros' names in your, ab- in your neighborhood that I think will do the best for you. It's a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Great Reset is available now anywhere you get your books. It's by Glenn Beck. And you can get it at glensnewbook.com. We have Matt Ridley uh, on the phone uh, with us. He's the co-author of Viral, The Search for the Origin of COVID-19. There is a big story that came out this week. um, Exposed emails from Fauci and the gang seem to be just a blip in the news cycle this week. But it is important that we don't move on. Uh, We we have to search for the origin of COVID-19. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to get Matt Ridley on to talk about what was discovered in these emails. What does it tell us and why are they important? Hi, Matt. Ben, good afternoon. Nice to talk to you. Good morning, I should say. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're in the UK. So good evening. Good afternoon. Uh, So, uh, Matt, tell me. Tell me what new came out this week. I don't know if you saw the Fauci hearings, um, but uh, I mean, I we had this information a few months ago, but now it is being confirmed uh, and doesn't look good for Fauci. Am I reading that right? Well, we knew uh, for uh, we've known for a long time that there was a meeting in early February, which Fauci attended. So did Francis Collins. So did 
Sir Jeremy Farrer of the Wellcome Trust, who was actually the person who, who asked for the meeting, um, and a bunch of other senior virologists on the phone on Saturday, the 1st of February, um, uh, in which they discussed the, the widespread concerns among uh, virologists at the time that it looked like this new virus was uh, the product of manipulation in a laboratory, or at least it had mutated in a laboratory, that they couldn't explain how it came about in nature. We've known just the outlines of that, but when we sought the emails about that meeting, that followed that meeting, we got totally redacted documents, you know, with everything mm-hmm. blacked out. And that was a little uh, intriguing, Odd. to say mm-hmm. the least. Uh, now, some of the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee have been allowed a uh, sight of the unredacted emails and have transcribed some of the key paragraphs. Uh, and they, they are even more startling than we expected, because what they show is that um, uh, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, and other senior uh, advisors to the government in both the UK and the US were briefed very clearly um, by virologists that at the time they thought there was a very good chance this had come out of a laboratory. They couldn't explain one feature in particular of its genome by any other way, and uh, that they thought that theory should be taken very seriously. And yet the outcome of that meeting was to commission uh, an article for Nature Medicine magazine, and another couple of articles came out shortly after that too, one of which had Farrer on as a co-author, um, which basically rubbished that idea and said, no, it couldn't have come from a lab. And there was no evidence for that. And it was a conspiracy theory and everybody should shut up about it. So what changed in the couple of days after that meeting to, to take these people from thinking it was a very strong possibility to thinking it was a nutty conspiracy theory that could, could be ruled out? And not only the show is that what changed is politics. It wasn't, it wasn't scientific evidence that changed their minds. It was the impact this might have on the reputation of science in general and science in China in particular. That's a what, do you, what, do you have, what do you have on that that shows that directly? Well, there's an email from Ron Fauchier, uh, who is a, a Dutch scientist who was involved in this uh, exchange, um, who says we can't uh, agree to this because uh, it would have an impact on uh, we must rule out this possibility because it would have a significant impact on science in general and Chinese science in particular. We have a remark from Francis Collins in one of the emails saying this might damage international harmony if we indulge in this speculation. Um, it's a strange choice of words. It's the sort of mm-hmm. words that uh, the Chinese regime uses actually a lot. Um, so, um, uh, it's pretty clear. Uh, there's, there's, then finally, there's an email in April uh, in which Francis Collins uh, basically says to um, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, yes, this article did come out, but it didn't shut down the debate as much as I'd hoped. Uh, there are still people speculating about a lab leak. That's uh, a pity because it's, it's not helpful to the reputation uh, of science. Um, the background of this, of course, you remember, is that Donald Trump has said this virus comes from China around the same time. And a lot of these scientists um, uh, are very strongly opposed to him and are horrified by the thought that some of this information might 
um, give him some vindication. So I think, you know, the, the problem here is scientists saying one thing in public, thinking a completely different thing in private, uh, and their reason for doing so being political, not scientific. Matt, have you, have you ever read The Gods of the Copybook Headings by Rich, um, Rudyard Kipling? I have, but a very long time ago. Yeah. Well, I, I think of that. I think of that poem almost every day because it talks about when society goes this far off the rails. And, the, you know, the last line is, you know, the gods of the copybook headings, uh, you know, with terror and slaughter return. You, you will eventually, depending on how far you go, you will have to come back to truth. Um, and the more you fight it, the worse it becomes and the worse the fight back to the truth is. Um, science and medicine has got to start their fight back right now, or there's going to, they're being, they are completely discrediting themselves right now by not being 100% transparent. We can't survive with a medical, uh, industry and hierarchy that is involved in lies, blackmail, uh, you know, uh, payoffs, uh, and politics, it, 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 it's bad for all of humanity. Well, yeah, I probably wouldn't go as far as to use some of those words, but I agree with the point you're making. And I, I do so as somebody who's very pro-science. I've defended and championed science all my career. I've written about yeah, the wonderful achievements of scientists. It's, it's my, I think it's human, humankind's greatest achievement, bar none. I agree. The discovery of, 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 of how the world works. Um, but it is getting very difficult to, to defend the way science is behaving as an institution on some of these matters. Uh, and if science is to retain its reputation, it's got to own up and say, look, in the name of science, some people have been doing dangerous experiments. That's a mistake, whether it led to this pandemic or not. Certainly didn't help predict it as it was supposed to. Um, and... Uh, if science were to look at itself and say, sorry, guys, we got a few things wrong here. We got a lot right. We developed vaccines and so on. But actually, we may have started this pandemic. We're really, really sorry. Let's make sure it never happens again. They would get a lot of credit. Instead I agree. of doing that, they're saying, um, no, 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 uh, we don't want you to talk about this. We don't want you to think this. Uh, we can rule it out. It's a conspiracy theory. It's, it's nutty. Um, uh, and I'm afraid that means that that when this does come out to be the case, which it may well do, can't be sure about that, but we may well find out that this did start in a lab, that it may drag a lot more of science down with it than it should. Yep. So, Matt, I don't know if you're qualified to tell me this, but I take the, um, I take the latest news of this pandemic becoming an endemic um as good news this is this is what really kind of happened in the 1918 flu bad the first year worse the second year then it starts to uh, uh peter out and we just end up with a flu omicron seems to have a death rate lowered by 91 percent. that's you know and we're still in the throes of everyone getting it so it's still bad but i take this as the possible beginning of the end of this nightmare do you agree or not i i i completely agree with you i've been saying this for, for a number of weeks and when i in, when i started saying hang on i think this is the milder version of the virus i had you know some of the sort of 
medical establishment saying there's no such thing as a mild version of a virus. It only depends on how much our our immune system reacts to it. Um, And respiratory viruses don't evolve towards mildness. Uh, I'm sorry, then how do you explain the fact there are 200 kinds of common cold and none of them kill us? You know, etc. So uh, I think this is exactly what we've been waiting for, uh, a mild version displacing a a nastier version, the, the virus becoming endemic, becoming a seasonal, not completely harmless, and still capable of killing people, um, infection. And I think that's what happened, for example, with the other four coronaviruses that we catch all the time. Uh, They cause the common cold, or versions of it. Um, They're not the commonest cause of the common cold, but they're one of the causes. uh, And they do not kill us. And they started as nasty pandemics that probably did kill us. Are they, um, is there any case to be made for uh, you know, Fauci has even come out and said, everybody's going to get this. So why the big push now again on quarantine and and everything else? Isn't this kind of what we were hoping to happen? I mean, I don't want anyone to die. So do everything you can so that they don't die. But this is the end of that isolation thing. The people in, in Antarctica, in the labs there, have Omicron. So everyone's going to get it. Exactly. Well, the UK, which hasn't always got it right in this area and has been far too draconian and uh, uh, authoritarian in the way it's handled this health crisis, in my view, um, nonetheless did take a decision back in July that it would open up society again. And uh, we were predicted to have hundreds of thousands of deaths as a result by the modelers. That didn't happen. Um, that has meant that we've had an earlier and bigger Omicron wave than other countries. That has largely displaced our Delta wave. That has meant that we've now got, yes, we're still getting 100,000 new cases a day, but our death rate is knocking along in the low hundreds um, and uh, has not got anything like as bad as it did last winter. It looks like we in the UK are going to be out of this uh, um, uh, pandemic uh, quicker and earlier than, than other European countries. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, compared to the US. Uh, and so if that, that tells us that the right decision was to open up society and stop these lockdowns back in the summer. Scotland wouldn't follow suit, and it's having a slightly worse time now. Matt Ridley, God bless you. Thank you, sir, for all of your hard work. Thank you for defending science um, and just speaking the truth as you understand it. God bless you. God to the copybook headings. I'm off to read it right now. Thanks. Yeah, good. You, it'll blow your mind if you haven't read it for a while. <clears throat> All right. Let me tell you about uh, the Tuttle Twins books. Uh, okay. Goldline. I want to talk to you about gold. Yeah, you can pay with the Tuttle Twins books with gold. I'm pretty sure they now accept really? gold. Really? Yeah, you can check okay. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah Read the I'm fine thinking print. about. I'm thinking about maybe taking gold as a, as a payment as well, you yeah. know. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, Goldline knows what's coming um and as you will see in the gods of the copybook headings uh if you would look that up today it what that whole thing is is when the world goes mad and it goes through periods of absolute madness when it does everything um you know wishes become horses and pigs have wings and everybody denies the truth Eventually, that gets down to all of the basic mathematics and gold and silver and what has value and what doesn't. And the end of the poem is, well, but then it just burns itself out because none of it is true. And the entire thing collapses. 
And uh, the gods of the copybook headings limp up to explain it once more. All that glitters is go- is not gold. And two and two do equal four. That's what Goldline understands. That's what I understand. Uh, I buy it against a hedge of insanity and for the real reset that will come uh, when when we gain our faculties again. Call Goldline now. They have all kinds of specials going on. They are giving away this week uh, free silver uh, with the purchase of uh, Indian head coins. These are the ones that I buy. Check it out. Find out all the details. But please find out if this is right for your family. You need to spread out your risk because trouble is coming. It's Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. Someday. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for listening this week. I, I can't tell you how overwhelmed uh, I am by the response uh, towards the new book. We honestly, it, it's it's the it was the hardest book for us to write and research because we were figuring it out as we went. Um, we we questioned it every step of the way and then wondered if anyone would be interested in this topic. Uh, and the overwhelming response literally cannot keep it in stores and cannot keep it in stock. Um, it is the f- best-selling book, the fastest-selling book I've ever written, uh, and I've written, you know, two million sellers, uh, and it is, it's overwhelming. And that just, I think, shows our connection. Um, we're, we think alike. Um, we know something isn't right we don't necessarily know what it is, but we want to know the answer. And there's a lot of people in America now that, quite honestly, they don't want to look at it. They're, they're afraid, they're tired, or whatever. And it's, it's going to take 20% of the population that will fix this. And it is fixable. In the, in the book, and Justin, we, we have to talk about this a little bit more. In the book, there are real solutions. And they're not... They're not bogus solutions. It's not just go out and vote. It, they are real things that the average person can do that will make a difference. But people may dismiss them because they'll see they'll seem small. And this is such a huge problem. But that's the lie. Yeah, that is the lie. The, the big the biggest challenge to the Great Reset really is people believing in this lie that there's nothing that they can do. I'm not going to do anything. Uh, it's too big for me. I'm just going to keep living my life the way I've always lived it. I'm not going to change. You have to change. That's how they win. They are literally banking. The elites are banking on all of us being too lazy and too cheap to do anything about this problem. But if we take it on ourselves and make the changes in our own lives, we actually can stop the Great Reset. Look, why are they trying to silence voices? Because they want you to feel powerless and alone. That should tell you everything you need to know about fighting this. Get it at glensnewbook.com glensnewbook.com all we have to do is set our mind towards doing what we know is right the eyes of the world are upon us now god bless have a safe weekend